this podcast, we talk to thought leaders about feminine and masculine energy and how it shows up in our business, our parenting, and especially our relationships. We'll dig deep on any and all topics under the sun. Grab a coffee and buckle up. Hey, everybody. It's the She's the Owner podcast. I'm your host, Kara McCarran, and this is episode 95. Welcome to the show. Um, If this is your first time listening, welcome to the family. If this is your, you know, whatever number listening, welcome back. So episode 95, why do we make the same mistakes over and over again? So this one's a bit heated for me because I tend to do this. I mean, I guess everybody probably does do this to some degree, but I tend to, I feel like I tend to do this um, more than I'm comfortable admitting. How about that? So, you know, for me, when I make the same mistakes and that, that mistake could be in your business That mistake could be in your friendships. That mistake could be in your relationship. It could be in your job. So why do we keep doing the thing over and over and over again? Um, And I'm guilty of this in my personal life. So full disclosure, um, I'm, and this, this is really coming to the explanation of really how I found the masculine feminine energy stuff. So, I'm in the middle right now of looking um, to move out of my home that I share with my husband and kids. And, you know, he and I have been together off and on for 21 years, which is a really, really long time. We've had four incredible kids together. Um, we each have our, you know, he has one of my kids as his stepdaughter and I have one of his kids as my stepdaughter, but we're a big family. We're very, very close. We love each other very deeply. Um, and we've, you know, try to, um, make things work. And so here's what I've learned around that topic. Um, when I, in 2019, I went to my first date with destiny and it was a major eye opener for sure. I'd gone to a bunch of UPWs. I'd crewed a bunch, excuse me. And, um, I ended up going to date with destiny and it was kind of rushed. Like I didn't really have, um, a long time to plan it. It was, I think it was like the opportunity presented itself. And then 10 days later I was there. I was like, holy shit, this is crazy. Of course it happened for a reason, but I've been living on my own for about three years. I'd launched the podcast. I had been talking about masculine feminine energy to the extent that I knew it, which was really, um, you know, mostly around, uh, just sort of more superficial stuff, I guess. I didn't really feel it in my bones yet. I'm just going to move my cat, my uh, mic here a little. Sorry for the inconvenience. Um, so I went to this, this event and I really started to understand what I was doing in my life, in my relationship with my children, with my business, all of it. And I really started to get a visceral idea of what feminine energy felt like. And I was hooked. I loved it. Um, I felt super free. I felt super, um, I don't know, it was just sort of like in my body, you know, like I felt in my body, I felt super connected and had, hadn't felt that in maybe ever. So I did this event. We created our whole um you know, relationship vision, like what do you see your vision or your relationship like in the future? And I did all this work 
And it was interesting because like Ken and I are very, very open with each other. There's no, there's not any real major, like there are, there aren't any like secrets. So what I mean by that is like, I had told him, you know, I was getting tired of this game that we were playing and it wasn't him playing a game or me playing a game. We were playing the game together. It was like, we were not living together. It'd been like going on three years. We just couldn't seem to like detach and fully let go of one another. And I think that's for a bunch of reasons. I think that he and I are connected in some way that I still don't fully understand um, and tethered. And now I feel like that tether has actually become a bit mm, toxic from my perspective. But at that point, it was just tethered. We just had this weird connection like that we've had from the beginning. So when I went to date with Destiny, we had made the decision or we kind of had talked about the fact that this was going to be the thing that was going to decide whether we were going to just cut each other out and like really just be co-parents and business partners and that's it. Or if we were going to actually make a go of it. And it's, <clears throat> excuse me. Oh, I'm going to have a sip of water. Um, if you've seen, I'm not your guru. There's a clip where a woman calls um, her boyfriend from the show, from the show, from the event and uh, breaks up with her boyfriend. And it was funny. We were like, Ken and I were making jokes. He's like, yo, dude, if you call me in the middle of the day, I'm not answering the phone. So like, that's what I mean by open. Like we, it was, we're not, we're not the type of couple that shies away from like just being honest of how, about how we feel, or at least I do. I don't know that I feel he's honest with how he feels. I don't know that he fully, fully understands how he feels, but I am. Well, I've always been, you know, whenever I felt which I couldn't articulate in the past, but whenever I was feeling like not seen, unheard and misunderstood and not safe, I would vocalize that in a probably very shitty way, but I was still trying to say what I know now is that's what I was trying to say. So I go to the event and day four comes around, which is relationship day. And of course we're going through all the motions and we're learning all the stuff. And um, I, you know, go through all the things I'm supposed to go through. It's still a couple of days left, like, you know, day, it goes to day six and I just follow the process and I go through what I need to go through. Had some really incredible conversations. Um, I had a conversation with Tad Shinky, who is one of, well, he's Tony's head trainer and I've met him a couple of times just throughout, um, crewing and all that kind of stuff. And like, actually my first event, which was business mastery, um, I was really nervous. I was really anxious. And I went up to him and I said, and I didn't know who he was. And I was like, I'm really anxious. And he said, let's change that. Why don't we say excited? And so from then on, whenever I'm feeling anxious, I will consciously make the effort to change it to excited. So he and I even had a conversation around this and I explained to him the situation and he said, is it really fair? And he goes, think of it like in your business, is it really fair to keep someone who is probably not happy as this employee just keeping them there because it makes you feel better or makes you feel safe. I was like, holy shit. Uh, probably not. Um, so, so we kept this kind of dialogue going and I thought, you know, is it, it's not fair for me to, to have, or to hang on to something like if I'm complaining about the relationship And he's doing 100% of what he can do and what he knows to do. I'm the asshole for expecting him to do more than who he is. Like, that's me expecting him to be different. And that was sort of what Tad was saying was like, 
you know, that's not okay. I mean, I'm no one's trying to be malicious here, but you know, at the end of the day, I was looking for something different and I was expecting Ken to be the different when he's all the time just sitting there like, what are you talking about? Like, I, I am this way and I love you and all the things. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. But so I just started to come to, to this conclusion that, you know, really I had to like free him of my bullshit, really free him of trying to live up to something that I wanted. And so I came back and I shared my relationship vision board with him as friends, I fully had every intention of getting the divorce. I came to terms with it. I came to terms with, I have to let him go so he can go be with someone who fully appreciates the type of person he is. And I need to do the same. So I come back and I don't even know this crazy whirlwind happened where we just were like, let's try this again. And we, like, I had a vision board party or goal setting party at my house on the 2nd of January. And he made this big declaration in front of a few of my friends and our, our friends that he really wanted to try again and make this relationship work. And so I come back in my feminine, which ladies, what that looks like is softer. You're more intuitive. You're more patient. You're more nurturing. You've just stopped pushing so hard and you start to receive. <clears throat> so I'm in that mode, right? And not for anybody, just because that's where I got to. I didn't, it wasn't like an intentional, I'm going to be in my feminine now. So that blah, 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 blah. Like that wasn't it. It was, I'm going to be in my feminine now because this feels good. And this is my core and this is where I'm happy. And then it just got the attention of him. So I thought, oh, wow, this is amazing. This is actually really beautiful, right? He's, so now if I'm in my feminine, then he will naturally go into his masculine and then I will feel finally cared for and cherished and wanted and all those things that were lacking before because I was too much in my masculine. I was too aggressive, all of those things. And so it was beautiful. It was a beautiful reunion and it was like two different people meeting. And the interesting thing that happened in 2020, obviously March happened, everything got shut down and I did, I went into panic mode and in panic mode, I was vocalizing, Hey, I'm feeling unsafe because of the circumstance. Hey, I'm not feeling all the things. And he's like, okay, he did his best, whatever. But eventually what I came to realize is that there are two feminine energies because at the core, he is more of a feminine energy man. He's very masculine in a lot of ways. He looks masculine. He sounds masculine. He loves sports. He plays, or he he's a martial artist. He has a black belt. Like the guy is very guy-like. But in his core, he's still more of the wants to be led and wants, like, it just is feminine energy at its core. And so guess what? All of a sudden I look around, I'm like, holy shit, there's two feminine energies here. Yeah. And I was like, um, I'm not comfortable with this. Like if I'm supposed to kind of surrender to this feminine divine and he's in his feminine core, who's the leader here? Who is the alpha? 
who is the, you know, one, the more masculine energy answer is nobody. So it's taken me a few months to really like sit with that and figure that out and say, okay, well, like he doesn't want to lead. I'd like to not always have to lead. What does that mean? Like, what does that even mean? And it started to like really affect things to the point where I came to just accept and realize that we are who we are and we can love each other intensely and we do, but we're still, there's no polarity now. Like, and there wasn't any before because so what's happened now is I'm not so much in my feminine anymore. I've definitely transitioned back into that masculine energy and I hate it. Like, I'll be honest with you. Um, I don't like myself in this because it's not mature masculine. It's toxic. Like I'm pissy a lot or I'm like quietly like in my head and you rolling my eyes a hundred times because I'm being asked 20,000 questions, which no fault of his own. Like he, that's, he just thinks it's more efficient. And I'm like, I don't want to have to make all the decisions. Like there's just this energy, but like no polarity now, right now we're buddies again. And in the summertime, when we made that decision that we were friends and that it was probably a good idea that I thought about moving out, back out, it was it was really beautiful. Like, we really got along really well. But the thing that happened for me was that I lost all my expectations. So I was no longer expecting husband. And that's why it was okay. And then somewhere, I don't even know when the friggin' shit happened, but somewhere along the way in the last six months, I've started to have these expectations again. So that leads me to like, why do we keep doing the same thing over and over again? Why am I here again? Looking for places to move out, trying to figure out my shit. Like, why am I here again? This will be the third time he and I have separated and it will be the last. We both know that. But why am I here again? Because I guess I didn't learn the lessons the first times or I think more than that there's clarity around why this doesn't work for he and I in this way and that is because when I'm at my core and he's at his core excuse me we're both similar energies and that that being similar energies creates a lack of polarity And a lack of polarity means you don't want to, you know, you're not physically intimate. You're not all those things that make you not friends. Those things go away when there's no polarity. And so often, you know, you'll hear people like, oh, we're such great friends. Okay, but do you want to like bang the shit out of your husband? Because if you don't, there's no polarity. You're just good friends. And the frustrating part is I think Ken is like the one of the hottest guys I've ever known. Like he's gorgeous. He's very, very attractive. But, like, our energies don't line up in the way they need to for me to be, like, you know? But, like, I didn't learn. I think now walking away, like, for sure now walking away, I can know that we did give it every single thing we could possibly get. Or, I mean, I don't know if he did, but I did. I gave it every single thing I knew and know to do. And it really just comes down to we're just two similar energies. Like we want to be led in some ways. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I was going to say I'm okay with it. I'm not okay with it yet. I'm still 
wrestling with, you know, because people who know us are like, you guys are so, like, you're so good together. You guys get along. You're so hilarious. Oh, my God. He just loves you, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I know. And so then this whole guilt thing happens where you're like, fuck. Like, what's wrong with me, right? Why am I, like, what is actually wrong with me where I can't be happy in this thing that everybody else says is so perfect? Well, because the, the, that electricity or that chemistry is not there for like, and for women, it's like, it's, I mean, I was going to say it's hard to explain. It's not, we just want to be, you know, picture somebody grabbing you and throwing you on the counter and tearing your clothes off and doing all the things. Like that's the type of electricity women want. And it doesn't, we don't have to be doing that all of the time, but we want to know that it's there. We want to know that, you know, you just want to know that you're wanted. You want to know that you're seen. You want to know that you're heard and that you're safe. And when those things are not there, it creates a lack of polarity. And and it's not, you know, I struggle with it because I have this massive guilt about it. Again, because it's like, the seemingly perfect persons in front of you. We have very similar goals or, or not similar goals. Actually, we have very similar values. We parent very similarly, you know, all the things and, and you're still not happy. It's like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Right? Well, there's nothing wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with you. If you're feeling this way, it's okay that there's not this charge for you. It's fine. But what I encourage you to do, like, I feel like he and I have done all of the work possible. There is nothing left to try. And I would say a massive amount of couples. And I I know some couples who have done the, as much work as he and I have done and they'll understand this, but they're the couples that have done like one thing and they're like, I'm out. You've not tried everything. there's a good chance you're still in your masculine and that's why it's not working or he's toxic masculine and that's why it's not working or some other combination of the energies being flip-flopped. You haven't tried. If you, if you have, then you know what I'm saying, but if you haven't, if you've said, Oh, I've, I'm trying to, you know, I'm, I'm being more quiet or I'm being nicer. Like that's not fucking trying. You got to do the work. You got to figure out why you got into your masculine in the first place. And then you have to really identify like where in your life is that showing up? Is that showing up in the way you talk to your kids? Is that showing up in the way that you talk in your business? Or is that showing up in the way that you talk to your husband or your employees? Whatever. Like until you've done that deep dive, which will take you months, years, whatever, you've not tried. And I encourage you to try because it's like you learn so much about yourself and I'm actually doing another little mini, mini um, PDF workbook around this stuff around relationships, even right now today. So I'm going to learn even more, but like, I can say that we've, we've given it everything, man. Like we've given it everything. So now maybe that's the lesson, right? Like, I guess I couldn't still couldn't walk away because I would have still been looking behind my shoulder thinking maybe if we just this, you know, for a while it was like, if you just went to UPW and you really understood the lingo and we could communicate like that, then maybe we could fix it and blah, blah, blah. And he did UPW and he loved it and he was, had the best experience and it was really good for him, but it doesn't change that you we're just not compatible in our core. Like no matter what, no matter how many ways we know how to communicate, no matter how many ways we know how to have 
a certain type of conversations, all that stuff. It's all, it's all great. We have incredible tools for the next relationship probably. But like when you've not done the work, the work will keep presenting itself in front of you. And that's what happened. I didn't do the work yet. I didn't do enough of the work. And I don't think I've done enough of the work yet. So like another huge mistake, and I know this is like nothing related to business, but that's this podcast. Sometimes it is, and sometimes it's not around business, but like the biggest mistake I see women doing, especially women is jumping out of one bed and into another and not even metaphorically. I'm talking fucking literally. You need time, man. Like people need time to figure out and it's not like really, you know, most of the time it's not the other person's fault. It's your projections that you're telling people about. Oh, well, he didn't do this and he did. Well, do you do that? Oh, no. Well, then what the hell are you talking about? Like it takes a lot. It takes a big, big person to get super, super duper honest with your part in the breakup. And I like part of why I have such a hard time really communicating with people that are not, maybe like they're not coaches or they're not open or they're not um, really looking on the inside is because I just constantly want to call bullshit, right? Like if someone's like, oh my God, he's such a fucking asshole. And oh my God, he did this and this, this. And I'm like sitting there going, lady, there's a good chance a lot of that was you. But like most people don't want to hear that, right? Most people just want you to be like, yeah, he was an asshole. Oh my God, you're totally right. Blah, blah. I will never, Ken's not an asshole. That guy's perfection. It's not perfection for me. But he's perfection. Has he done shitty things? Absolutely. Have I done shitty things? Absolutely. I'll never talk shit about him because he's perfect. Just how he is. He's perfect. And so when you you feel this charge to like start talking about the other person, I really encourage you to stop, zip it, and start looking on the inside. See where you came up short. Did he feel like you were criticizing him all the time? Did he feel closed off all the time? Did he feel like you were trying to control him all the time? Like, start there. Don't start with blaming. Start with taking off some of the shit you, you're saying. Because that's when you really change, ladies. Like, when you were able to say, you know what, I'm this marriage ended. It took us both to end it. Where did I participate in it ending? Not what did he do to me? And I'm not talking about abusive situations. Like, that's those are extreme things. I'm talking about your average run-of-the-mill, oh, he's a dank and I'm leaving. Or he spends too much time with his friends, so I have to go. Or, like, whatever combination, right? Where you grow is when you honestly sit and ask yourself, what went wrong and how did I contribute to that going wrong? I know where I contributed. And I think my biggest, my biggest, like I'm, I'm a mouthy asshole again, and that's not me. And I hate that. And so part of today is really for me recalibrating because I'm not that person. I love feminine energy, Kara. I don't like masculine energy, Kara. In my, in my relationships, in my personal life. I definitely don't. In business, sure, it's fun. But like not in this toxic masculine way. It sucks. Makes me feel like shit. So now I can look at that and I'm recalibrating today where it's like, but even as I'm talking, I can feel a physical lump in my throat appearing. Why? Because 
if I take that masculine mask off, then I'm going to feel the hurt of this. And it is painful. You know, because really my heart wants to stay. My heart wants us to stay together forever. But once I get back into it, I have needs that aren't being met. He has needs that are not being met. And it's, and it's not in this case, to me, it's not as simple as meet his needs, meet her needs. Cause he doesn't know how to do that in his, at his core. He doesn't know. And, and all types of ways to teach each other. We just, again, at our core, we're too similar. There's no polarity. But when I drop that masculine mask, then I have to really just sort of like, oh my God, this is happening again. And it's painful. It's really painful. He's my best friend in the whole world. And we'll heal from this. We'll be fine. And our kids will be fine because of the conversations and the type of growth we do and the way that we've learned over the years. Like we will never be that couple of people. Be careful. I'm like, never in a million years do I have to worry about this. Ever. But when you when you're in a situation where you're ending a relationship and you jump from one person to the next, you absolutely have not healed. You it's like you had an operation and you're running the next day. It's lunacy. You have to heal. You have to figure out what where did I play a part in in this? And then how do I how do I acknowledge that for the other person? And that takes a big person to do it, man. Like, I'm telling you, this is not easy work. Growth is not easy work. But it is freeing, right? I always say it. growth is pain and then it's freedom. But you're you're making that you're gonna make the same mistake. Why? Why do you why are you gonna do the same thing you've done over and over again? Because you didn't learn the first time. You didn't learn in that relationship. You probably didn't learn in the business or the job or the whatever, fill in the blank. And this is a moment where somebody like, you know, I'm mentoring you, let's call it. I'm telling you right now, if you're in a situation where your business isn't working or the relationship isn't working and you refuse to get honest about it, like if it's a business and you refuse to say, oh, I fucked up here, here and here, it's the client or it's the customers and you just keep doing what you've done, the universe is going to show you again. You know, it's going to show you again. Until you get the message, until you figure it out. In my case, I think we figured it out. I mean, I know we have. But it's like, if we don't know what's next, we rely on the comfort of knowing the thing that we may not like, but because we are familiar with it and we're comfortable with it, we keep thinking, okay, that's just, that's going to be good enough. I'm going to handle that. I'm comfortable here. You know, you put a little bandaid on it and then boom, everything falls apart again. And it's like that in business. I'm telling you. But get really honest. Because once you get honest about it, once you get really clear on where you fucked up, when it's not about them, it's not about the client, it's not about the husband, it's not about the wife, it's not about the kid, where did you fuck up? And trust me, I like if I did this 100 times out of 100, I would, you know, I'd be a fucking gajillionaire right now. But I, I don't. I fuck up all the time I, with my kids, with my, with Ken, with my companies, like all the time I make mistakes, but I'm honest about it. It's like, okay. And not every time, 
you know, a lot of times it takes me a minute to get clear about where did I screw this up? And it feels disgusting, let me tell you. But once you've said it, oh, you put your hand up and you say I messed up and you fix it, that feeling, that's like heroin. Not that I know what heroin is like, but I imagine that's what it would be like. It's addicting because you can all of a sudden be like, whew, that wasn't so hard. That wasn't so hard at all. I took my lumps and here I am, I'm going to fix it. But it's the same in relationships. If you can't take your lumps, you've got no chance, sister. Because I guarantee you it is not always their fault. So... I know that was a bit of a heavy one. So my, my, the transition for us now is looking, you know, me moving out and starting um, starting back out as a single person and just continuing to co-parent and run our company together and, you know, heal from this because it's going to require some severe healing. As, as beautiful as the, the separation is going to be, it's still going to be painful. You know, I think we both always thought, ah, we'll get back together. But now we know we won't. And that's a different feeling. And that's probably why, you know, I'm avoid, I've am i avoided what I've needed to or what I have avoided. Because that's, a, that's different. That's different this time. But we'll be okay. I hope you guys have an incredible day. Um, what a, yeah, if you have any anything that you want to share, please share it with me. Um, confidentially, or if you want to come on the show and talk about it, it's your call. I love you all. Have an amazing day, and I will talk to you next time. Bye for now.